2: trying to remember when there's been as much anticipation for a Gopher football game as there is for the one coming up on Saturday. If you're just listening to weather forecast, pretty good. Partly sunny, high near 38. Sit standing by to talk to us right now, Gopher coach P.J. Fleck.
0: P.J., have you ever had a game that was more important to prepare for than this one this Saturday?
1: Well, they're all all important, or you don't get a game that's important. You know, you've got to handle every game the same. Um, We understand uh, what's on the line. Our players have earned to have that type of pressure that they feel. Uh, But this is really good for the state of Minnesota. This is really good for the Twin Cities area, our university, our fan base, our student body, and especially our players. And so we've got a long way to go. We've got a lot of time to prepare, which we'll take full advantage of. But we've got to be able to play better this week than we did two weeks ago.
0: Are you healthy 100% for this game?
1: I don't think you get 100. percent Since the first day you report to August camp. Uh, after that, nobody's healthy. You know, so you've got to find a way to be able to get as healthy as you possibly can, uh, and we're working on that.
0: Does Penn State have any weaknesses?
1: It's <laughs> hard to find them if there are. Uh, James Franklin's uh, one of my best friends, uh, one of a, a tremendous uh, football coach. He's done a great job at Penn State. Uh, you know, they play basically play 22 guys on defense. They have depth everywhere. They rotate guys. Um, they're very, very talented. And then offensively, they're playing very efficiently. I mean, it's been, it's been well-documented how good their defense is, how deep they are, how long they are, how athletic and fast they are. Um, we just have to be the best football team we can be. Uh, they're really good on offense. Uh, KJ can make plays. Maybe may be one of the best playmakers in the Big Ten. And the quarterback's playing at a very high level right now. Uh, and it's no surprise. James is a tremendous football coach. Uh, and he's getting the most out of his football team for sure. And they put themselves in a position uh, to fight for a playoff championship. BJ,
3: what do you do with an off week when you do have the, the uh, rare opportunity to have that bye week in two weeks? And, and have you learned over the years? how do you, I don't know. Western, did you have bye weeks as well? I don't even know.
1: Well, you know, at Western, we were in Maxon, right? So we played on Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Yeah, you're over the map. All, yeah. And we were all we play on a Saturday. that wouldn't play till next Thursday. So there were built-in bye weeks, and then there was four-day weeks where you'd, you know, you play on a Saturday, and next you're playing on a Thursday or a Wednesday. Uh, so we had it all, and I think that helped prepare us, uh, even just when we get here, and taught us a lot about how to be able to deal with short weeks, long weeks, um, you know, ten days, fourteen days, two or four-day four turnarounds. So we were we 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 handled that uh, a lot when we were back at Western Michigan. Um, You know, we we practiced last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then gave the players a little bit of time off. We had a kind of a thing on Friday morning. After that, uh, they had a few days off. And then we practiced again this afternoon, and then tomorrow's their day off, and then we get into uh, the actual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of game week, which is normal. Uh, But it's giving you a a head start, just like I'm sure Penn State's got a head start on us. We also went out recruiting this week. Uh, A lot of coaches left Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to go out recruit uh, for 2020, also 2021, uh, and future years. So I think we got a lot done.
2: All right, uh, follow-up to that, PJ. Your thoughts on, on recruiting, what percentage of your time did you spend solidifying uh, the last members of the 20 class vis-a-vis the 21 class? And then secondly, your performance on the ice. Uh, I thought you looked
1: better as you got warmed up.
2: <laughs> That's a nice way of saying
3: it, Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to find
1: a way That's to phrase a, that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, that is a very, very... Passive-aggressive way to say I did. Improvement more. was great, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, to, to improve, you must have been really bad to begin with. Didn't say that. That was a wonderful, op- that was a wonderful opportunity that, um, you know, Bob Mosco asked me to do. And, and I, I love our hockey team. I love all of our sports. And, if, um, you know, when, he, when Bob Mosco asks you to do something, you pretty much do it. And, um, you know, it was really good to get out to see all those guys. they got a really good team, really young team. And they were very similar to where we were in last, last year, just how young they are. But it was a lot of fun to get out there. I don't skate very often, let alone put hockey pads on. So it was a great experience, a lot of fun, and they have a tremendous team and look forward to watching them uh, this season. And then when we talk about the 2020s, you know, a lot of our time is spent on those 2020s right now, but it's also looking ahead to 2021. But mostly it's solidifying those 2020s, making sure that, you know, guys are doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom, getting the grades they're supposed to be getting and, and working really hard, checking in with their guidance counselors and their teachers and their professors and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm proud of where we're at which is for 2020, but we'll never stop recruiting uh, that class until, uh, you know, until it's all over.
0: Okay, they're already speculating about you leaving here for one of the big-time jobs. Are you happy here?
1: Minnesota is a big-time job. Period. Uh, I really believe that. You know, Heather and I absolutely love it in Minnesota. Our kids love it uh, when they're here. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of fun. So we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of things to finish. Uh, But we love living here for sure.
3: Now, here's one off the beaten path. I was watching high school football this uh, last week, of course. We covered a lot in, in, in section playoffs, and there were a lot decided by extra points, field goals, missed extra points, field goals. And I thought, how do you, do, at your level, when you evaluate kickers, maybe punters as well, but kickers for sure, because you don't see it that much, and, and it's different conditions in high school, do you go primarily off of kicking camps? Because it seems to me it's hard to get a good gauge on high school kickers.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, you got to be able to see them kick in a game somehow, some way. I think Rob Wanger does a really good job of evaluating that when they're in a pressure situation. And hopefully, you're at a game or have game footage of game winners and things like that you know they've actually done that. But really, it comes down to camps, seeing them live, seeing them in the summer, you know, seeing them have the ability to, you know, compete against each other. And that, that's the only time you really get a chance to do it. So it's a very, very difficult um, position to recruit and to evaluate. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we have some kickers that can continue to compete. And continue to get better, and that's what we're going to keep working on.
2: BJ, uh, a little later in the show, we're going to have Bobby Bell as a guest, and he's going to be at the Goal Line Club on Friday. And the game on Saturday, Bobby Bell was maybe the greatest goal for football player I saw in my lifetime. Is he so far back that can the kids identify with somebody like Bobby Bell? Because I'm sure you're going to find a way to get him in proximity to your team.
1: Absolutely, he's been in front of the team before, and you know I think a lot of our players know who he is because of who we've told them who he is. And they've done their a little bit of their homework as before. We have speakers. I asked them to do, but you know they they know that he's one of the one of the best gophers ever, if not the best gopher ever. Uh, Bobby's done so much for our program and the University of Minnesota before me, when I've been here, and then you know after me. He's just um, he's a special human being, and he loves the, the University of Minnesota. I mean, he absolutely loves it,
2: and you know he's got all those
1: things that most of my office is full of Bobby Bell's merchandise. I mean, I've got. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got chapstick. I've got a uh, barbecue sauce. <laughs> right. He's got it all, man. It, it's amazing. And every time Heather sees him, uh, he's, got a, he's got a little chapstick for her. So uh, he's consistent. Well, you
3: could, you could have him suit up, too, and show the players. Because when you see him, PJ, isn't that what strikes you? He, he looks
1: like he could put the pads on right now. <laughs> he sure does. I tell you what, he'd be the first one off the bus right by Daniel Fahle. He'd make so, sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> all I would right. make sure of it. You bet.
0: Sid? How important will the crowd be? In the involvement in the this game,
1: I think it's really important. You know, this is what college football is all about. You got two eight no football teams, two top thirteen teams, two top fifteen teams uh, in the country playing at TCF Bank Stadium on a new uh, uh, a noon Eastern eleven uh, Central kickoff. I mean, this is what it's all about. Uh, Gophers are in in the hunt for the Big Ten West title race. I mean, this is what we said could happen at this point, and here we are. So. I know our fans will be there. I know it's going to be an electric atmosphere. I know our fans are going to be able to provide that for us. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And we talk about one of the biggest games in Minnesota history. It's fun to be a part of. And I want everybody to be a part of that and experience that and really help us. So uh, I know our our game day crew has got a ton of uh, of things planned for people that are coming to the game. So it will be a lot of fun.
2: PJ, during the week I had a chance to uh, go to the banquet, Uh, Carter Coughlin was recognized, uh, got one of the major awards, and had a chance to speak. If anybody wonders about the kids in your program and being more than just football, anybody would have heard Carter Coughlin speak, as as well as some of the other representatives. Um, It was really impressive.
1: They're really impressive young men, you know, especially those seniors. They've been through a lot. And when we put put things in front of them when we first got here, there were some people that, that left people that, Stayed, stayed for a little bit and left. And then there's people who are fully committed. And the guys like Carter Coughlin, he's fully committed. And, you know, there's 85 players with a 3.0 or higher right now. I think that's incredible uh, to continue to promote because I think that just shows that these are student athletes. These aren't just football players on Saturday. And they take it very serious. Um, and they've been out in our community a lot more than they ever have been. And I give them a lot of credit because their, their schedules, is, if somebody liked like to be able to see a student athlete schedule, it's unbelievable from 6 in the morning all the way till 11 at night. Uh, they work really hard, and I'm really glad that you were at that banquet.
3: BJ, hey, the whole, it uh, came out this, you know, the NCAA made a ruling on you pay for all that and we can't get our arms around it. How, what's in the coaching fraternity? What's the buzz on that?
1: Well, we, I think everybody at the beginning said change is inevitable, and somehow, some way, that was going to be able to happen. Uh, one thing I love about the University of Minnesota is, you know, we're always going to provide most elite experience for our student-athletes and, uh, you know, work along with the Big Ten. Side by side of providing that type of experience and, uh, whether you want to call it a change to a scholarship or whether you want to call it the NIL. And there's a lot more things to go through with the NIL right now in terms of the legal battle that'll continue to go. but uh, I support anything that's better that makes our student athletes better and their experience better at the University of Minnesota. And I'm so glad that we have the support back from Mark Coyle and President Gable on that.
0: How excited are your players about this game?
1: Well, you know, it's really hard to just get excited for one game more than the other because they're all really important. And if we didn't win the eight before, it wouldn't matter as much. And so I think that, you know, you've got to take it in stride. We, we definitely enjoyed where we were at 8-0 after the 8-0 game against Maryland. And then we were able to, to get back to work. And that's the one thing I love about this football team is they love to go back to work. They love to, to, to find a way to get better. That's hard to find with teams around the country. They love getting better. They love each other. And they love the process, which is what you promote as a coach. But a lot of times you don't get it back. Where this is a team that you're getting it back from. And I respect them wholeheartedly for it.
2: PJ, there are four games left to play. The, the redshirt rule is you can play in four games. I know you guys keep very careful track of this. How satisfied are you right now with your position vis-a-vis people getting in their four games or having games remaining?
1: I think we're in a great position. I think we've handled it pretty well. Um, you always look back as you go back when the season's over and say, okay, I wish I would have done this a little bit more because you know the outcome. But, you know, we still have three games left with Cam Wiley, and, you know, we want to hold on to that with him and, and put him in certain games and have packages for him and, and do some other things in special teams for him as well. But you also don't know if we are going to need him at tailback somehow, some way. So you've got to make sure that it's only three more games, and, um, you know, we'll find a way to be able to do that. But that's a story for a lot of other guys. Some guys have already burned their red shirt, and we won't use them again. But I think we're, we're getting people involved, uh, especially towards the end of the season, when we're going to need some more guys that we can still keep the red shirt.
0: Has any one team played Penn State really tough, tougher than the others?
1: Well, I think well, the one thing that shows is their dominance. You know, no matter who they play, they play at an incredibly high level. And I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's appropriate to say that that's the, the, the characteristic of an elite football team is no matter who they play, they play at an elite level. So we've got to worry about us. We've got to take care of us. We've got to be our best football team we could possibly be, because they are very talented. Uh, they they have consistently shown that, and uh, we've got to be at our best.
3: Were you disappointed the game day didn't decide to come here?
1: <laughs> no, we did everything we could. But I think everybody knew in the back of their mind, it's hard to turn down a, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, a game of the century one two in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I get it that there's two eight zero football teams, but one ranks one's ranked five, one ranks thirteen. And the other ones are, are 1 2. So that's a really, really special game uh, that it's really hard to be able to turn down. So uh, completely understand it 100%. And, uh, we're going to have to find a way to have our, our TV crews or you guys have our own type of game day here. We'll
2: find a way. <laughs> PJ, my last question before Sid wraps it up. At the end of the Maryland game, you had a chance to play some kids that nobody had seen before, and I think the fans really enjoyed it. they got to look at guys. they had to look at their program and say, who are these guys? you had a new quarterback in there, two new running backs. and All of a sudden, people thought, boy, are guys on this team were good that we haven't even heard of.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's really exciting. You remember You When we first took over, we said we're going to make this a developmental program. And what we meant by that was, you know, we were going to be able to take high school student-athletes, bring them in, play them. For the first few years, we're going to have to be really young, really inexperienced, play those young guys. And then as those young guys get older, now you can register at your freshmen as they come in, and then you can continue to provide that depth. And what you can do is reload instead of rebuild every year. And that's what we are getting to. We're still not there yet, but we're making strides towards it. But people got to see, you know, people like Trey Potts and Jacob Clark and Harry Van Dyne made a nice catch. And, you know, there's a lot of young defensive linemen. Uh, D'Angelo Carter made some big plays for us. So it was it was really good for, for our fans to be able to see who's who's, you know, who's behind the curtain. Uh, and as we continue to go, you know, some of those guys might even get in again just based on the redshirt rule.
0: B.J., there are chickens left for this game. And they need your support. There'd be a big difference to have the paying interest in this game and scream and yell and uh, hope they can't uh, let uh, Penn State audible and stuff like that. And, and you, Penn State, you, uh, P.J. Fleck, will get your a murder certificate of the best stake in town. You have done. One fantastic job, and the university should do everything to keep you here.
1: Well, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the time. Brother the boat, sky mile. Go Gophers. Talk to you soon.
2: All right, this is P.J. Fleck, back with more right after this. Sports Adult, said, Dave and Mike.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.